anyone listening to this who wants to start an online business, what you want to do is not quit your job and go all in. Mm-hmm. That is completely retarded. Yeah. Because I like to constantly be out of my comfort zone because I know I'm doing something right. So for an example, the next stage after this, what is it? Is a point of Porsche? <laughs> when you're at that point, the business is then much more scalable and much more fun and then your life is much better, like yeah. regardless of the money because you just do the things you're fulfilled by. You don't know you don't know. And the goal of that is to think like who, not how. So instead of like, how do I solve this problem? How many YouTube videos, how many fucking books do I read? Who's the person who can solve yeah. the problem for me? This is literally what's gonna, and I remember going out to the sitting room telling Joe all about it and stuff like that. I was like, no, trust me, this is like the next level. Like, wait and you see me in like three months time. Like, if you're an online coach, you wanna know the secret to scaling your business today. I've got the pleasure of one of our superstar clients who will be the number one online coach in Ireland, who's Mr. Troy Sutton, who's only 20 years old, doing over $22,000 a month, just hit a record month. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're gonna to talk through Troy's journey, breaking limiting beliefs, and what it takes to build a really successful business, moving to Dubai, and what that process has all looked like through a roller coaster. Where were you 18 months ago, two years ago? Well, it was in Ireland. No, no, I mean, like, what were you doing like, yeah. work-wise in life? Yeah, um, I, was, I was in, Standard gym job. I was doing a couple of in-person PTs. I wasn't even getting paid for the PTs. It was still like an hourly rate, right? Um, so I was quite frankly working forty hours in a gym, then traveling all the way up like a really long distance to a retail job, which I do another twenty hours. So I was working like sixty, and then include travel like seventy hours weeks, and I was getting paid pennies. It, was, it wasn't the greatest, so I knew I had some sort of switch up to do. And what was the driving force for you to do that? Because respectfully to people from Ireland so many people I see uh, and in the UK settle at their point of like mm. this is what it's going to be and this is this is life for the next 40 years yeah I, I think I always had a feeling deep down that I was made for something more and as well as that um we, we spoke about it on a previous podcast it's like when you see someone else do it it's like what the fuck can't I do it you know what's the difference uh, so when I was on social media and I was seeing people making a tremendous amount of money from coaching um even selling like those like one-time programs I was like this, this seems fucking easy all I have to do is just make some content get one blow up get some followers that means money obviously I found out the followers doesn't equal money mm-hmm. oftentimes but um yeah, I think seeing other people do it, I was like, there's no reason why I can't do it. So I was like, I, I decided to put the foot down and start content and it all kind of went from there. I think what was interesting there is that you saw other people who were doing it and you believed you could do it. This is something I always felt was that I thought I was different. Did you feel like that? Like than the, than the normal person? You felt like you were better? Okay, so one of the... the this can sound really arrogant. One of the two of the key traits, three traits of people who are really, really successful, not, not that I'm saying really successful, mm-hmm. is like you have a superiority complex, mm-hmm. you've got a big ego, and then nothing is ever enough and you're always like pushing for a normal or never satisfied. And I think okay. I've thought for a combination of all three to a certain Oh yeah, degree. for sure. No, I definitely agree with that. And, and as cocky as it sounds, I knew for a fact I was not going to be sitting in some sort of nine to five job, picking up pennies, scrubbing toilets, not a fucking chance. Even though when I was doing it, I was grateful for having some form of job to fund these like expensive mics and stuff like that, that would start my journey. But yeah, I knew I was better, better than that, you know. What for you was the, the first point in terms of you gaining traction on social media? Because you've done really, really well. You've blown up your audiences with yeah. that. I think you said you mentioned you've got 2 million followers or something across Cross different platforms. platforms. Yeah. Um, what was the big breaking point and what was 
did you ever have the limiting belief about like, oh, should I really be posting myself on the internet and all that type of stuff, like as a confidence side of things? At the start, yes. Because being in such a small town, as you said, limited beliefs Ireland, and it kind of interlinks and stuff like that. I'm not sure what it's like in the UK, but since being in a small town, when I started something that was out of the ordinary, no one even knew what a fitness page was. They just thought it was like s some sort of way to find an excuse to show off your body, right? When I tried to bring in this whole like informative side of things, although it was on YouTube, it was just never in like that part of Ireland, right? When I done it, it was like immediate hate. It was like people are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's, it just looks so stupid, so weird and stuff like that. And it was hard because that's when the confidence took a kind of hit because you're doing something out of the ordinary. You feel like eyes are on you 24-7. And you haven't got um, the success behind you yet to be like- Exactly. Proof of concept. Yeah, like, you're like, just like them. You know, yeah. so I was scrubbing toilets morning time and then I was acting like a superstar evening time. It, just, it, it didn't really kind of correlate and I didn't really feel like I was the person on social media. And that's something that I kind of, quickly got out of i was trying to be someone that i wasn't I wasn't cursing on my videos and all and i was like it got to a point where i was like this is so draining so i just decided to be myself and that's when i actually saw followers and views and traction start to come in what would you say was the the moment you got confident with talking on camera because i think that's a big thing a lot of mm. people struggle with and, and a big tip i'd give to anyone um which helped me a lot is like i would just talk on my instagram stories every day yeah. Because I know that in 24 hours it can come down. So if it's a bit retarded and a bit shit, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I think, funny enough, it was when I was showing my, my mum, like, the outcuts of the, the thing. One of the ones I was filling in my home gym and I pulled the plate off the barbell and everything collapsed. And I was like, oh, fucking shit. I was, like, trying to catch everything. And it was actually quite funny. She was like, you should post that. I was like, that would actually, like, it, it's showing your actual personality. Because oftentimes I was, like, a robot on yeah. camera. And it was so draining to listen to. I still don't like my voice because no one does, right? But um, when she said post that, I was like, all right, fuck, I'm going to listen to my mum. Like, I'm going to post it. And that got really good views. And they were like, you, you know, you need to do more of these. You're actually, like, hilarious. I love the Irish accent, people from the USA. And uh, I was like, holy shit, I can actually be myself. And I can be as stupid as I am, naturally, like, and as ditzy as I am on camera and get money. And that's where people don't understand the uniqueness of you showcasing who you are. And I think that's also one of the big things that one of my big gripes in terms of a lot of um, business strategies and business mentors that people put out there with like strategies for people to do is that you're different than I am. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different set of skills, unique um, skills and tools in their toolbox. The tools you have available to you, like your personality to do that, a lot of people can't do that mm -hmm. because they don't have the ability to like almost turn it on and, and act. And I didn't have that when I first started. I remember first time it's probably on youtube some of the first like youtube video someone put a camera in my face i was like because uh, it's like awkward you're like i don't know how to behave um even i'm even weirder than that i remember the first time filming a solo podcast i was like i'm just in my shed at the time <laughs> office talking to myself with a microphone yeah i was like this it is doesn't really get any yeah. crazier <laughs> yeah. it's like this is really weird yeah sure even like you know my style of content i was like i'm gonna think outside the box what is i i got an idea of a, like a comedy skit and I was like, if I was like to portray one person being a dumbass when it comes to fitness and then another person being like, you know, the successful coach that is going to help them get into shape the next time. I was like, if I can kind of work that into some sort of comedy skit as well as providing information, it wouldn't be so painful for the viewers to watch. And I tried that for six months on end, posting three videos every single day. And eventually after six months, I got a 10K view video. And that is when my confidence started to go through the roof. See, that's what I love because one of my favorite sayings is volume negates luck. Like if you do something enough, 
eventually you get really good for it and yeah. guess what you then get lucky because oh, yeah. you did the fucking volume that, that's the right. thing though about social media it's, it's complete fucking luck mm. you know and I think when that one hit 10k views I was like okay so on average I posted around 200 videos to get this 10k views so I just need to post 200 more and then I just need to post 200 more and then that 10k views went to 20k views 30k views and then the next video was like 100k views first ever 100k views when I was like a fucking celebration in my house like I was so happy um Obviously, at the time, I didn't provide any service. It was just info. So it didn't really correlate the money, but the followers was definitely a step up from where I was at Scrubbing Toilets. Do you... One of the things, and I have know I mentioned it before, about um, a lot of people have limiting beliefs in terms of coming from Ireland and, like, who do you think you are? And you mentioned it earlier. How did that affect you and how did you overcome that at such a young age? Well, it's kind of like... It's annoying when you're not where you want to be and you know that you're better for better than that. And I knew it wasn't going to be at a later stage of my life. Like I knew I wasn't going to be, eventually find a way at 30 years old. I knew it was going to be within the next couple of years because where I was at, I was unhappy. And like you said, it's like when you want something, I want it now. Like for an example, we were talking about Porsches earlier on. The first thing I done when I went home was look at Porsches. You actually, yeah, yeah, I swear to God, it's a, it's it's something that I want to do straight it's, it's away. It's funny you said I was looking at a GT three in my car park. Oh, that's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, did you go research it? Yeah, no, 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 no you yeah. will after this probably yeah. on the cardio machine. But anyway, it's like I wanted something there and then, and I was like, how can I get around that? And I wasn't didn't really know much about social media. I don't think you can ever know social media. I think it's just a complete fucking luck game, if I'm being brutally honest with you. It's like you can put as many like lucky hashtags as you want when that won't blow up your videos. But I think just finding a way to keep the viewer engaged and stuff like that was my secret and where I figured it out. Um, I think how I overcame it was just understanding that I knew eventually it was going to get to a point where I wasn't doing what I was doing. So every single day I got up, it wasn't that a case where I was like, oh, fuck's sake, I have to go to work. It was more so I kind of switched my mindset around to, okay, I get to go to work and then I can use this money to do this and then I can keep building the bricks from there and eventually build a lot. And this is what I fucking love. So for anyone listening to this who wants to start an online business, what you want to do is not quit your job and go all in. Mm -hmm. That is completely retarded. Yeah. Um, because you did essentially what I did was I was a manager of a stage branch I earned really good money but I used that money to fund me building my businesses yeah. and then learn all the skills and basically built the whole thing so that by the time I left there I was making 20 grand a month anyway yeah yeah. so like I knew I was good at that mm -hmm. point I was like my business then was bigger than probably most people listening to this then and I was still working yeah. full time yeah yeah um, and that's the reality of like it's all well and good being like, oh, I'm going to burn the boats and go all in. Go all in to do what? Yeah, I think a lot of people say as well, to, like put your back to the wall, give up everything, and then you have no choice but to succeed. But y you need money to make money, I think, personally. And I think uh, as well, how the fuck was I going to make content without a mic? How the fuck was I going to make content without a phone? You know, how, how was I going to coach my clients without a laptop? Can't do it all on your phone, you know what I mean? So it got to a stage where I was like, okay, every single cent that I get from this, obviously you have food and stuff like that you need to survive but as well as that every single little bit that i put in nothing went unnoticed like in terms of like nights out and stuff like that i completely eliminated everything because i knew i had a goal in mind so 18 months ago i was just doing in-person pt um not even getting paid for the pts it was just on an hourly basis which is shit and now we're living in dubai making over twenty thousand dollars a month and i know you're still frustrated even at that yeah, i'm so frustrated <laughs> but um and i have the same thing from where i am now but yeah. like um, you often I, I've done a lot of work psychologist and he said to me a lot is like 
when you're scaling the mountain, sometimes you need to stand and look back and enjoy the view, yeah, yeah. which is a difficult thing to do because you're like, I just want to fucking get to the peak. It's the type of people we are, though. Yeah, right? yeah and it's because you're like obsessively psychotic and you want to get to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good because it'll get you there, but it's um, it's a superpower that needs to be controlled, which I have no doubt you can do. Um, but when you take into context of where you were 18 months ago, that's fucking wild. Yeah, And that's when I say to people like, they don't believe they can do it. I get so fucking frustrated for them because I know how this isn't, it's not easy by any fucking means. Well, it's easier than not trying at all, right? But do you know what's really fucking not easy? Is having a shit job working in fucking M&S for 30 <laughs> years. Yeah. Like choose your heart, right? So mm. it's like the easy life is not that far to, like not that far away. It's hard yeah. to get, but then when you've got it, you've got it for like the next... 50, 60 years the rest of your life. Yeah. So you can choose to take like the hard path initially now, like do the grind for a couple of years, you're good to go, or you can take the easy path and have the hard ride for the rest of your life. Like, oh yeah. Choice is yours. Yeah, for sure. I think as well, you've nothing to lose. So for an example, if a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to give up my steady job and stuff like that, it's not really a steady job, is it? It's, it's any fucking job. It's an average wage, you know? So I think where, obviously quitting your job is fault number one, but as well as that, as like kind of being afraid to start, and that was where I kind of struggled with it. It was like going from a gym floor to an online. I was like, I, I understood other people were doing it. I just didn't have any clue how to do it and like how people were charging these excessive amounts of money for just talking to someone and showing them how to perform an exercise or fitness or something like that. But then as you increase your value and it's it's quite easy, you know, you just need it. You don't, as you said, you go on and say the word. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and uh, to talk about my backstory, I remember... This might be like 2015, 2016. My first clients, I was I was charging forty pounds a month, and they were <laughs> they were Word documents. Same from one pound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it is one yeah, pound. Like, yeah, one twenty. Yeah, I was, they were like Word document PDFs, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, it might not be twenty. It might be like twenty seventeen, but it wasn't good. Yeah. And that's why I say to people, it's like I've been through this whole process, and that's why it's like easy to be like, yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. And the way I'd explain it to like even with Troy where he is right now or anyone starting is it's like you're in the maze like you're trying to figure a way out to mm. get to like financial freedom escape the matrix it's like I've been through the maze and escaped it's like I can see from above and I can tell you go left go right go straight go right and you're out Yeah, and that's what people don't understand is that if you're not like willing to take the risk to get someone to help you escape the maze in the matrix, like you're never going to get out. Yeah, well, it's, it's like anything, we were even speaking about it in terms of the fitness podcast as well. It's like anything that's inside your comfort zone is not going to bring you necessarily anything that's good, right? And I think as well, like the first step was initially like thinking about like going online. And then after I'd done that, I was like, what's the next best thing that I can do? Because I like to constantly be out of my comfort zone because I know I'm doing something right. So for an example, the next stage after this, what is it? Is it buying a Porsche? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> like is that an excuse? But uh, like even even like, what was it, five months ago? Yeah. Joining the mentorship. Yeah. It's like, that was a big thing for me. I was like, you know, I thought it was a lot of money, but now when I'm looking back at it now, it's like, what have you got back? And even two of the things I'd say to you from that, not even the money that we've helped you make and how we helped you grow your business. Cool. One is dropping a software company that was charging you 30% a month and changing your entire business. We won't talk about who it was. Mm. And the second one was then you nearly got lured in by another software company. And I was like, that's a fucking terrible idea. Definitely don't yes. do that. Yes. And um, this is where like business and life, a lot of it is about like avoiding the fucking iceberg, like the Titanic. And mm -hmm. it's like, I've, hit, I've been the Titanic a lot of times. It's like, yeah, you want to avoid that iceberg, just keep going. Because mm. there's so many things that come up like shiny objects where people are trying to pull you in a certain direction. The reality yeah. is like, 
you just need to stay in the straight and narrow and then well i suppose it's easy to promise someone a dream Mm. um and I think as well, when, when it came to these like 30% companies, now when I look back at it now, I'm like, why should they be paid on commission? It just it just doesn't make sense. Where instead, if you could pay someone like a flat fee and their guarantee is that you're going to scale or you're going to know stuff that you didn't know before, mm. which is always good. Uh, that's what made me pull the needle. You know, mm. it was like commission-based. It's just so fucking retarded when I thought back at it, you know. And this is what I find... It's funny, but it's not funny. The way they engineer things is... Um, so you have a pricing model, you essentially don't make money, you're mm. charging monthly, you're charging cheaper prices, rather than charging like payments up front or larger payments, because yeah. then you don't notice the commission coming off. Yeah. And respectfully to anyone listening to this, if I didn't want to make money, I would just charge people monthly coaching programs at cheaper yeah. prices. So that's the thing as well, like I, I look at it in loads of different aspects and that's what I've learned now, it's not just about making more money, it's not just about getting money up front, although that's great, it's more so about how committed you're client actually is to the program and if your client is committed and like for an example like some people could be watching this and be like oh like they they just sound like scammers but it's it's not actually it's like to benefit them as well if they put down an investment just like i did for the mentorship i was like holy shit i gotta make you're you're in and you did yeah yeah exactly i think as well if i if you were to say to me right now it's 40 pound a month for a mastermind (laughs) you know i'd have to take it seriously i'm not going to take it seriously because it's only 40 pound you know what i mean it's a takeaway well, some, someone's yeah, a big takeaway, a bingey. But um, that's what is as well as like if you just charge monthly programs, and even if you're like undervaluing yourself, which is a big thing I used to do, it was like ninety nine pound. This was six months ago, ninety nine pounds. Fucking month. wild. And you sold some programs now for like three, three and a half. Tr- grand, yeah, three thousand pound. Yeah, which I don't, I don't know what that is in dollars. Like three thousand four hundred. That's the that's the equivalent of thirty clients previously. It's huge. It's huge, and that's one client. And that's when you took a the reality of you actually getting your business to the next level is yeah. like you can work really hard like a fucking idiot and drive yourself off a cliff. And my, my mom actually said something to me as well. She was like, like why are people paying that much? And I, I, well, I said it as well. It was like, it kind of made me think as well, why am I paying that much? Like, am I, am I being bad? And I was like almost doubting myself. And I was like, no, because previously if I was selling 99 pound uh, per month programs, whatever it was, with my quantity of following, at a stage I had like 300 clients, right? But what service were they getting? Shit. Fuck all. So instead, I was like, when you said it to me as well, I was like, instead, it's like less clients will actually mean more money over time when you understand your value and stuff like that. I can actually personally DM all my clients. I can give them the service that I promised them on a call. And I can also not overwork myself, which is a great thing. And that's the difference between working hard and working smart. Yeah. And also having a sustainable business that grows. Because when you're also at the point where you have higher price points, you have more money you then have the ability to then start build a team which you're going through now and like yeah. start to get leverage where you can start to bring people in and that's how you go from 22k to 40k to 50k yeah. to 60k and um, having done that myself you're in that really exciting phase now where that happens really quickly because yeah. you have the foundational processes in place and yeah. you put two to three things in like I remember I went from like 50 to 100 probably in like four or five months mm. it was fucking crazy mm. um, and when you do that, it's not that difficult. It's almost like buckle up, but like buckle up, put your fucking helmet on, and off yeah, we go. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you just got to build shit really quick and team build. Um, but that's the fun bit of business is that upward like hockey stick, and that only comes if you're willing to do what you did and actually make the fucking hard decision. Because this is something I say to a lot of people, and it's same for people when they're joining fitness programs. Is people think the hard work starts when you start a mastermind, you start a mentorship, and like. Yeah, that's true. Like you have to do, you obviously have to do the work, right? But it's easier when you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. 
the difficult fucking part where most people haven't got the minerals for it is actually making a decision to be like, yeah, I'm in or I'm mm. not in. Mm -hmm. Because people don't understand like not making a decision is making a decision. Yeah. And that's where most people fail at the first hurdles. They don't back themselves. Yeah. And the reason why I've sold like $8 million in fitness sales mm. is the fact that I've always backed myself and be like, fuck it, I'm in. Like if I think something could work, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, with business, you can have the equivalent of like, in baseball, you have one home run, one home run. Yeah. In business, you can have one home run that's like a thousand home runs. Yeah. If that one thing works, it could be a hundred X ROI. So it's like, I'll try it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's it's quite obvious now. When you started saying this to me as well, and, and this is why I've loved being in like an environment where people are doing not necessarily like better to me, you know what I mean? Or, or they're doing things that I'm not doing. It's like such an eye opener. It's like when, when you first told me, I think you were the first person to tell me like what you were like making and pulling into like fitness industry. I was like, I, I didn't believe it. Cause I was like, is that even possible? And then when I saw that instantly, I was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? So I was like, when you were kind of giving these and as well, like a lot of people can make masterminds. Anyone can make masterminds that aren't in the position that their client wants to be. I think it's really beneficial that I know for a fact that you're exactly where I want to be in X amount of years time. And I'm like, if I just take everything on board and just really knuckle down and just leave no, nothing on the table, just really put into work. It's like, there's no excuses really. And this is what I say to you. And I say to a lot of people is like, I put seven years of like blood, sweat and tears and fucking loads of problems. I managed to do it and I didn't have me to help me. Like yep. there was no one else who's like really did what I'd wanted to do. Mm. Whereas it's then easy for me to be like, yeah, you don't want to use that software company. You don't want to do this. Yeah. And these are all the fuck ups that cost you loads of money and also cost loads of time. Loads of time. And then just yeah. accelerate your progress. Yeah, forget the money. Say. It's just more so the time that really fucked me though, wasn't it? It's like, I'm only new to like the business as well. So to say that like I'm already at this level is quite over overwhelming. And that's why I know as well, like even right now, I still know where I am right now is not the end. It's nowhere actually near the end. You're still at the start. It's a foundation. Yeah, it's exactly. We're still in like the building phases of things, you know what I mean? So it's like, expecting what's going to come next is huge but um i think yeah having someone to kind of open up your eyes and say you're doing this completely fucking wrong is is it's great it's it's exactly what we were talking about like having a coach is like if you're going for a prep you're gonna have a prep coach why and this is why i'd say to anyone is like the person you're taking advice from have they done what you want to do yeah like i wouldn't take financial advice from someone who's broke yeah I, I keep getting called outreach by like masterminds that like i'm, I'm checking the guy's page and page, the guy's overweight like i'm like <laughs> So like, and that that's my thing, right? It's like with a person who who does the thing and teach other people to do the thing, and that's the goal of like you and your fitness business is like you doing prep and stuff like that. It's like if you want to have a successful business, you have to be true to your values and actually do the fucking thing that you're teaching people to yeah. do. Because there's loads of like charlatans out there who are promising the world, but they've never actually done it. Mm -hmm. So like, my big thing is that the same as fitness training is like theory and practice are completely different. Like. If you've never competed, in my opinion, you should never like teach people comp prep. Oh yeah, yeah, for you sure. Don't understand what emotion. That's it takes. the only reason why I don't competing. And it's <laughs> just to say I've done it because you emotionally understand it. Yeah, and it's the yeah. same thing in business is even more so because you go from twenty k to forty k. Like you said, you feel overwhelmed now. Mm. Like you go to forty k, you'll feel more overwhelmed. <laughs> oh yeah. You go fifty sure. to hundred, you're like fuck me. Like you lose your mind. Yeah. I remember first time I did two hundred and fifty k in a month. I was like, I lost my fucking marbles. Like mm. I started going insane. It's like this yeah. is like you lose reality at that point. And um, obviously it's a good problem, but like the reality is it's like, until you've been through that journey, it's difficult to explain to people of like 
how you're going to feel and how to emotionally control that. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that as well. And so being alone is the worst thing ever. It's like, and as you said, you've been through that phase as well. And, and even oftentimes I've texted you about things and you've been like, Troy, it's, it's, it's fine. Chill yeah, out. And, you, and actually, I'll give you some context. A lot of the time, it's like something you don't know, you don't know, right? But it's like, you message me a lot of time about things. I'm like, this isn't a fucking problem. Like, this is actually a good thing. Yeah. So like, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's, we live in a world in particular with business where we like we almost create problems in our own head and that's like Ed Milat talks about the thermostat of almost like we grow up we're like we're heating up we're heating up we're heating up mm. we're trying to find a way to slow ourselves down because yeah. it gets uncomfortable and the reality is for me to you and to the other guys we work with is like my job is to keep you like aligned and not let you fucking burn out and also <laughs> not like melt under the pressure and keep going because even with the success you have the more you grow it gets different challenges and yeah. it's how do you just like structure and manage that because you've probably seen a lot of trainings I've done recently it's been personal development stuff and like how the fuck do you like operate and organize all this stuff yeah. because your business will only grow to your own level of capabilities right so yeah. like if we can make you a fucking all-star like a player your business can grow to 100 grand a month oh yeah um if someone's got like z-list skills and like personal development the business will never grow Mm -hmm. no no I definitely agree with that like, even like the little trainings in terms of like calendars right? you you even replied to That's my story the other day yeah and you were like the, the, I fucking the, love that I love that yeah and it's like even things like that is like such a big eye opener it's like well, yeah, I'm not even prepping my days so oftentimes I'd be sitting there and these are the things right if, if I didn't text you being like for an example my finance sheet when I texted you I was yeah. like am I overspending in terms of like staff and stuff like that and you were like dude it's, it's, it's chill the fuck out it's, it's cool like this is a good problem to have or whatever whatever in the building phase right and I know for a fact if I didn't have that piece of like reassurance it doesn't matter who else I talk to it's just because I know the person that is above me told me to chill out it's like it's cool if I said it to one of my friends and they were like you know it's cool chill out I'd be like fuck off what do you know you know what I mean but I would sit there and try to figure it out for myself and it's just like with a body with, with your own fitness journey, you act off emotion, and it's the same thing with the business. And I need to kind of like eliminate the the emotions out of it, and which I've done now. I've learned how to sit back and control, control it, and look over and and see what is the bottleneck right now. And that was a good training last night in terms of like finding bottleneck and just finding what you can do in order to fix that before thinking about another thing. And um, more so, I find that business is, is a game of simplification rather than multiplication. Mm -hmm. So, like to give an example. Um, Adam Power is good friends. Like I'm really fucking good at Facebook ads. Spent a million plus on it myself. Yeah. Their agency is going to help start helping us running some ads. And they're like, oh, why don't we start using some TikTok ads? And I was like, I nearly got baited in with a fucking hook. I was like, that's a good idea. And like Aiden, who's like, like, no, not yet. Like just let's do this for a month and yeah. then like yeah, sort yeah, that out. And yeah. um, because the reality is, you just need to do one thing really well. And then you can start to add more on rather than doing like 10 different things. Exactly, yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting there with, you know, 2 million, whatever, organic followers. And I'm like, paid marketing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you're a fucking idiot. Just relax and like take what you have right now and, and milk it for as much as it's worth before you try go find like another source. And yeah, it's, it's like sometimes you're just so stupid at even fucking realizing. But And it's the way that's framed to you is an important thing to understand. Because when you, someone explains it like, oh shit. And like, my argument to you with that would be like, what's the point of having two million followers if it's not monetized yet? Yeah. Like, let's do that first where you can't lose money rather than yeah. like, we can go spend five grand a month on Facebook ads. It might work, yeah. but it might take three, four months to do it. Or no. we can just make another 20 grand a month on your organic. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I, like even like simple things like that, like bringing in like 
VA in order to mm. do your DM outreach and stuff like that. It's like, it makes so much sense now that I know. But if you were to say that to me like eight months ago, I'd be like, what? I was like, do they not just come through a link in your story? I was like, is it not just that easy? But it's just kind of knowing the easier things to help bring back your time. And that's the thing as well, like delegating and stuff like that is like, it's so important. Like I was sitting there doing client check-ins Monday to Wednesday, like oftentimes 12 hours a day and just getting repetitive. And I think when you do the things, as you said, like writing down what you enjoy in the business and what you don't enjoy and eliminating the things that you don't enjoy. Otherwise you're not going to work as hard because you hate the fucking job. So instead what I love doing now, is the odd occasional, you know, voice now in terms of DM outreach, doing the overview of like the calls booked and stuff like that. That's the type of things I enjoy because I feel like a CEO, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like over running a business. Exactly. I'm actually fucking running a business instead of sitting there doing check-ins. So I just needed to kind of write down the things that I am better for and like things that I just don't enjoy. And I was check-ins and shitty programs being made and stuff like that. Although I do have a passion for fitness, <laughs> it gets a bit time consuming when you get to that level. And I think that's, uh, I'd say that in a weird way that I feel very proud of you for that. Because for me, that's one yeah. of the big things that I want to instill in everyone is like, it's like I call CEO mastery because mm -hmm. it's the ability to understand where should I deploy myself to get the biggest return on investment yeah. of your time and also building the business. Yeah. And also, um, this is a really good task for anyone to do, which is the one I mentioned last night. It's like a love and loathe task. And I'd almost, I need to do it again, but it's like, uh, get a four piece of paper, put a line down the middle, love on the top left, loathe on the top right, and literally like write everything you down, you do on one side or the other, and then the loathe list you want to get rid of. And what you'll find is that even if you look back on old ones, maybe what you used to enjoy, you now don't like doing. Mm. Because eventually things come out of fashion, you're like, uh, and even I would say sometimes with my fitness content, I'm like, I've made so many fucking fitness videos, I'm like, I, I can't think of any more ways to explain how to do a barbell, bicep, dumbbell curl, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes I find challenging. So it's like, AI haven't managed to replace myself yet, but um, <laughs> soon. Soon. If soon. anyone has any tips, message me. <laughs> um, but like, that's the big thing for people to understand is that like you're evolving as a person. Yeah. So probably what you enjoy um, will change and also your skill sets will change and they should change if you're actually looking to grow. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I suppose at the start, when you have a passion for fitness, you start your online coaching brand, it's kind of hard to detach yourself from that because it's like your baby, right? Mm. It's, your, it's your only thing that's keeping you alive. So finding the, the willpower to give your clients up to like another assistant coach or whatever to do your check-ins and stuff like that, it can be hard at first. But when you see the benefits behind and only doing things that are going to bring your business to the next level, it's like that's when you understand why you're actually waking up every day to do your business. It's like you're, it's, it's not just life and repeat. Because me and you both know 10 years down the line, and I'm not sure about you, but I know for a fact 30 years or when I'm 30 years old, I'm not sitting there doing client check-ins. <laughs> this is like a short-term period of time that I'm going to start pulling in this money. So I need to make sure that spent wisely you know and that's the game so what you mentioned there is the game in terms of yeah. why you want a successful online business is the reason that you can create positive net cash flow then you can buy assets aka property that then brings income yeah which yeah. is actually one of the things briefly talked about last night in the call and that's like yeah. um like recently i bought two more apartments in dubai and then they'll pay me for the rest of my life now yeah now the reality is that you do that when you're your age as well. You're like 13 years younger than me. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking wild. So oh, huge. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like just creating the assets that are just going to work for you, right? And and that's that's the thing as well. When I was gotten to a stage where I was doing client check-ins spending 12 hours a day, I was like, technically, when I'm actually looking at the overview of things, like how much am I actually getting paid per, per hour? Like oh, I think I was making like 7,000 uh, euro at the time. 
and I was doing 130 check-ins and I was like, I'm technically getting paid like 12 euro an hour and I didn't have any staff or anything. I was like, what's the fucking point in running the business, you know? With my specialties, I was sitting there doing an average wage. And this is what um, is an important thing for people to understand. Particularly the beginning, people are too obsessed about having like the highest profit margin possible and keeping yeah. all the money in the business. Yeah. And I can appreciate it's cool to have a high profit margin, but it's like, would you rather have the whole pie of a small one or would you rather have one that's 100 times bigger and you only have 50%? Yeah. I'd yeah. rather have the fucking 100 times bigger 50% oh, for pie, sure, right? yeah. And you also, like, uh, there's another podcast which you'd listen to before this, which is I talk about lessons I learned from Grant Cardone. He talks about, like, 10x mentality and, like, how actually having a bigger business is easier because you don't have to do a lot of shit you don't want to do. Yeah. Like if I don't want to do something, I don't do it. I'll just get someone else to do it or yeah, hire someone yeah, else yeah, to do it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's my own conscious choice if I want to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And um, when you're at that point, the business is then much more scalable and much more fun. And then your life is much better, like yeah. regardless of the money, because you just do the things you're fulfilled by. Yeah, I think, I think the first thing that I ever delegated was the video editing. It's like, why the fuck are you sitting there doing video editing, you know, doing captioning your videos and stuff? It's good to start out. Of course, I've done it. I've done it for like a year, but I just got to a stage where I was like, I think that's the first stage you need to delegate because it's oftentimes the cheapest to delegate. Um, and then like obviously working towards the, the VAs and then the assistant coaches and stuff like that. But literally just doing that editor or videographer brought me back like 20 hours a week. And this is a cool story. Who's your videographer? Joe. Okay. And this is a cool story. So uh, Joe now lives in Dubai, right? Yeah. And he was filming for me this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. And is that uh, your videographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, like uh, I, I loaned him like two hours twice a month. Yeah. Um, what's the story of how? What was he doing before? He was doing bar attending. Okay, bar attending in Whitlow. Whitlow, yeah. Whitlow, Whitlow. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, I'm getting getting lingo. <laughs> and he now lives in Dubai as a videographer because of you. Crazy, yeah, yeah. Obviously, his hard work as well, but um, but that wouldn't have happened if like sequence of events, right? I suppose, yes, yeah, for sure. And I think I need to take credit in that as well. I, I oftentimes need to understand how much I try to help people as well. And I think as well something that really opened my eyes up was the book that you recommended. Was uh, I think it was a hundred million offers, yeah. right? And they mentioned as well those who say money doesn't buy happiness. One doesn't have money, <laughs> and two hasn't given enough away. So, for an example, the, the simple things like giving another person like an, an option in life. So, my friends are so fucking old friends, were so like kind of doubting and stuff like that. They didn't see the picture I was trying to work towards, and neither did Joe. But it was just more so believing in me as a person. And regardless how retarded my videos were, or gay my videos were, or whatever you like to call them, right? No offense to anyone, of course. <laughs> you have to say that now, right? But um, no, regardless how weird my videos were. He always stuck by me. It was like, ah, it's, if it's what you want to do, you do it, right? I think as well, when you kind of have a friend or a family member that wants to do something better, that just doesn't know, it's just like a mentor, right? Don't be afraid to give some advice and be a bit generous. It's the same way as well, like giving my, my mom money to like towards like rent and stuff like that. It's like those little things are buying their the first Christmas present. So for an example, um, I never really had the, the money to give presents or anything like that because I was working 60 hours a week and I was spending every single cent of it on myself, not selfishly because I saw the bigger picture in terms of mics, cameras, then videographers, editors. And when I was able to go back Christmas time and you know, flying back business class and stuff like that, so surreal. And then like buying my mom like a full set of tea and stuff like that because it was one of her insecurities. Like that amount of happiness, although people don't enjoy getting money spent on them, some don't. It's like, she was like, never like, don't spend that money on me and stuff like that. It's like, they don't actually understand how much happiness that brings you. So much more happiness than buying a Porsche. But we'll see that, yeah. But we'll and 
there is nothing truer than that because at some point it's like you buy the fucking Rolex watch, you buy the fucking Porsche. It's like you don't really care, but like the the literally the smile on your mum's face, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's something you'll always remember. And oh also, yeah, for sure. It's memories, right? Yeah, and that will motivate you more than fucking anything. Mm -hmm. Any like fucking watch or that, car that's or like anything. my literally main goal at the moment is just paying off mortgage. Mm. It's like not even obviously being smart in terms of like my investments for myself mm. and stuff like that. But I think that. Porsche can wait until I settle that goal, which is a huge goal of mine. It's just paying off the mortgage for like my mom and dad and stuff like that. And that would be the biggest achievement ever. I think that I would ever achieve. You know what I mean? I um, I heard something in the Ed Milet video, and he talks about like the one person comes and like the family tree who breaks the fucking pattern for everyone. Mm. And I always feel like I was that person. Oh yeah, and then, for like, sure. Like you're yeah. that person, and like yeah, you can change the sequence of fucking everyone's lives by like going all in and doing what no one else is prepared to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's there for the taking. Yeah, yeah. It's, I suppose it's like family businesses, right? It's like everyone kind of follows after. Mm. If their dad was a builder, it's like the mm. son is a builder, the son, son, son is a builder. Um, I think now that it's kind of surreal to say that, let's just say, for an example, my grandchildren will say, you know, oh, fucking Troy is a fucking millionaire. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? That, that, that's kind of really motivating towards me, the fact that I'm going to leave existence, where if I was just a builder, I was forgotten about after five years, you know? Uh, and... It's also a weird thing to talk about, I think about a lot about social media is that when we're both dead, this will still be on the internet and people oh, yeah. will still be watching it and listening mm -hmm. to it. So like you're almost living for eternity and then also how cool is it like your grandchildren or like great grandchildren will be able to like watch this podcast of you when you're 20 years old to see it's like- It's kind of, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like, watching a video like, of who me training the videos. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the wild of like, we have the ability to leave a fucking legacy, but most people don't look far enough down the horizon of what they can do. They're mm -hmm. too- scare-minded and like fear-minded and like scared to step out yeah. and like i say for anyone listening to this the biggest lesson i say either i wish i had someone say to me was believe in yourself earlier because i hesitated and hesitated and hesitated and then took the leap mm. and it was more difficult then because less people were doing it and um, so there's less of a pass so like the reality is now you don't really have an excuse other than like you creating your own limiting beliefs Oh yeah, for sure. No, I think, as I said, when you have like that, that kind of idea in, in terms of like open up your eyes, seeing what's possible, and then like, so I don't think people really understand the capabilities of like social media yet. Even though it's been around for quite some time now, it's like now that I know, it's like I, I suppose everyone should know, but they, they don't. They could have just been me twelve months ago. But the capabilities on on online nowadays, the fact that you can literally create a business on fucking anything X Y Z, and you can potentially just promote it for free. Right, it's it's kind of crazy. In the, instead, like a couple of years ago, you had to buy for like billboards and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's just crazy. How things have changed. How did you first uh, learn about social media and how to use it? That's a good question. Um, spending all my fucking life on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like whenever, whenever I have like a spare bit of free time, it's like my addiction was just going through TikTok because like after I was like still quite young. You know, so I was only. 18 years old so I was still just scrolling through TikTok it was like the thing back then everyone was doing dancing and stuff like that and I was just going through mindlessly scrolling for hours and it often kind of like came on to me where I, I came across like comedy skits as I said before and I was like that's crazy it was like how I've just watched about 20 of his videos and time has just flown and I was often thinking like is he making money from this like and then through sponsorships and all obviously you do but um when I came across like the likes of YouTube, like the likes of Rob Lisbon and stuff like that, making monetization off YouTube of them just doing days in their life and all, I was like, that's crazy. The fact that they can just film themselves doing random shit and make money. I think and that's when I opened my eyes. And it's um, once the path there, it just comes down to walking it. And I think 
one of the questions I'd ask you, which is an interesting one, is um, why did you decide to start mentorship and why us specifically? Because I think that's a thing a lot of people your age wouldn't have the minerals to do, if that makes sense. Oh, I don't think anyone would, um, especially from where I am, um, because the only people, the only thing people think about is like funding their nights out. Right, <laughs> and uh, funny like the best. I think if anyone made the money I did now, uh, they would be you know having champagne bottles at clubs and stuff like that. When I'm trying to look at a bigger picture, I'm like, what can take me to the next level? I knew my education was maxed, and even like there's no harm on just having like a, a call with you. As I said, it's just a mm. consultation call, just kind of discussing where I am now. And my main goal for that consultation well, call was to just kind of rinse my heart, let me let let you know where I currently mm. am in my business, my frustrations and stuff like that. And I think as soon as you like understood and it almost seemed like you understood and you, you'd been through it before. I was like, so he has been through the struggles that I'm currently doing right now. And now he's at this mad level, like those watches and stuff like that. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like, there's something that I'm doing wrong and I just don't know. And how long is it going to take? How many YouTube videos am I going to have to watch? How many podcasts am I going to have to listen to in order to find this secret? And oftentimes it's just right in front of you. And it's like, it's just like anything in life. You just kind of have to take the risk. And I was willing to do that because I knew and it was well we had a joke about it it was like you look like my like older brother or something like that yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. we had a joke and it was like it was it just felt right I was like it's time to actually take it to the next level and try to learn something that I quite frankly don't know and as you said you don't know what you don't know and um, what I like to explain that to people is you not knowing how to make $20,000 a year was meaning you were paying uh, sorry a month was meaning you were paying like 10 grand a month in ignorance tax exactly yeah um, me not knowing how to get to a million dollars a month at the moment is costing me half a million in ignorance tax a month yes so like yeah. you don't you don't know what you don't know and <laughs> the goal of that is to think like who not how so instead of like how do I solve this problem how many YouTube videos how many fucking books do I read who's the person who can solve yeah. the problem for me because that's how I've always grown my business in terms of um identify the problem okay this is the issue who's the best person in the world who can fix this for me that yeah. i can just pay they can solve it yeah and one of the things i remember my dad said to me when i was younger and actually i think chris brought this up on a podcast said to him like six seven years ago um was that uh if you throw enough money against a problem it'll go away or it, money solves all problems basically mm -hmm. because it's true because yeah, if yeah, you've got sure, a big yeah. problem you don't know how to fix it if you just got money and you, you can find the best person in the world, they'll tell you how to solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. And then your business grows. Mm -hmm. So like, as soon as you understand that feedback loop, you need to get rid of the scarcity mindset, find the problem, find the person who's like the who, not how, mm. pay them to teach you the solution and then off you go. Yeah. Do you, did you know, I'm not sure I've ever told you that as well, but you know the day that you told me, like let's just say what it is to start yeah. now and stuff like that. You know I had eight euro more than what that was? Really? Swear to God. Fucking hell. I so I put it down and I was like, right. I knew that my, I nearly said the brand name, yeah. my paycheck was coming through, but I knew how much yeah. it was. It was fucking all. Like, it was like 3,000, right? And my rent was like 2,800. So I was like, right, food, 200 euro a month. I was like, that's pulling in close. So I was like, when I put that investment down, I don't think a lot of people get a, was it? Is it's called like buyer's remorse, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. like straight after they're panicking, they're like, I want a refund and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I, I just kind of forced myself to be like, this is literally what's going to... And I remember going out to the sitting room telling Joe all about it and stuff like that. I was like, no, trust me, this is like the next level. Like, waiting you see me in like three months time and stuff like that. And funny enough, before he was like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like the way you actually are there now, what you were talking about. We've talked about much bigger things, yeah. you know, 50, 100K months. And I, I know as well, million months as well, yeah. easy. That's just going to take and time, though. It's um, not if, but when, but that comes down to fucking backing yourself. Yeah. And 
what that reminds me of is uh, I did a podcast with Trevor Stewart, another client from the US. Mm. He literally, the bank refused to put the payment through for him and he paid the full whack in one big, like a big chunk, literally yeah. all the money he had. Yeah. Um, the bank refused it. He had to take the money out of cash, went into another bank, deposited the cash and paid it on the card and that. But then he made four and a half grand like three hours after he started because I told him how to sell someone, how to do high ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, that's like the thing that makes me the happiest because I love when people back themselves because when you back yourself like you did, like Trevor did, like I'll fucking like push you to this hill yeah. and like be behind you. It's when people are hesitant and like, oh, like, it's like if you don't believe in yourself, then no, oh, one's, gonna, yeah, no, no yeah, one's gonna yeah, fucking yeah. believe in you, right? Yeah. Um, so I say for anyone listening to this, like, you have to have self belief and like, if you want the all in mentality where people are going to quit my job and go all in, it's like, that's not the solution. Mm. Like the solution is the who, not how. It's like, if you want to build a fitness business, so like we can help you. We have a fucking really big fitness business. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to be the fucking best boxer in the world, like you find the fucking best boxing trainer in the world, pay them, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how you get good at whatever it is you want to achieve. Yeah, it's, it's like anyone in the world as well. It's like even when people, when clients come to you and stuff like that, it's like, well, why would I need a coach? And why would I need a mentor? It's like fucking Ronaldo as a coach. You know what I mean? Like LeBron James. Tiger Woods. The best people in this entire fucking planet have someone to guide them. And I was just thinking, I was like, he knows exactly what is the problem with my business. And the only thing stopping me from solving this problem with the business is just joining. So I was like, it's just, it's, it's as simple as just putting two and two together. Mm. Yes, I might struggle for a month, but it, at least that struggle will put me back against the wall and be like, right, I'm all fucking in. I need to close calls. I need to get calls. I need to send more outreach, all that type of jazz. And it forces you to execute. And I think as well, that first, I think it was the, the first month as well, I made my investment back in, what like, was it? Like, I remember you got two, two, six K, three six, oh, so two, I, three K. I think it was started. two weeks. Yeah. I think it was two weeks. Um, so I, I basically like just made more than actual my actual investment the first month and then i was like right this has only been 15 days i was like what's after that and then that's i think the month after that was when i hit my first i think it was like 13k month and then the month after that was my 15k month and then the month after that was my 18k month and then this month now it was 22 something like that and like what's next you know what i mean but every single month i'm always like but what if why if I get no calls? I'm like, just shut the fuck up. And I look at the time graph of them, like I'm just constantly rising. I'm like, if you look at this time graph, the average that I'm going up every single week, what's the reason for me not hitting 50K months in like six months time? Yeah. It's possible. And that's why I say to you, then the game of scaling a business is different skills at different levels. And mm. you have the saying like different levels of different devils. Yeah. That's where I went. <laughs> um, and the reality is it's just new problems to solve. And yeah if you have a business that doesn't have any problems, you have a business that's not fucking growing, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think that's what you said as well. You, you said yesterday, it was like when you're closing too much clients, you're, you're underselling yourself. And that's a big thing as well. I was like, it was just, I was just so confused at the fact of how you could kind of charge more, um, give better quality, of course, which I found out over time. But I was like, if I was to, let's just say, get on 10 calls and I only closed two of them, that would, to me, be a failure. Right, but then when you said that, I was like instantly, I was like, yeah, it's true. I'm probably just right at the right price bracket, right? It's it's what it's worth. So I was like, that's that's another eye opener. It's like these little kind of milestones or or little knowledge bombs that you drop. It's like, and that's where a lot of these things are frameworks you need to learn in business because a lot of it's basic maths. And if someone said to me they got 100 percent close rate, I'm like, well, your program's shit. And it's fucking cheap, right? Because <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. you actually want people they to say no. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you uh, think you're a good closer when you sell too much. But it's like if I sold this fucking Rolex watch for a fucking five quid, everyone's gonna buy it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. The the close rate's gonna be 100. percent And the reality for most people is they need to understand that you actually want like a lot of people to say n not a lot, but like 
some yeah. people to say no because it means you're probably at the right pricing point. Yeah, for sure. But I think as well, you're only going to attract people that truly want the goals, which is better transformation photos, which is more clients in the long run. And also going to be coachable and also not be a pain in the ass to deal with. Yes. And yeah. inherently, the quickest way to have a fucking business you resent is charging the least mm -hmm. because the people who pay the least will be the biggest problems. Yeah. Um, which is why like in the past we've had low ticket programs that were like $9.97 a week and people would want a fucking one-to-one -one call with me and I'm like, <laughs> um, whereas we have people who pay um, thousands for programs and they're like super chilled mm. because generally the people who pay the most have busy lives and they're yeah. the most understanding. Well, clearly, people. yeah, they're not on social welfare if they're sitting there. Paying yeah, three. yeah you're, you're kind of dealing with the more higher level people. So for an example, if people are like working nine to fives in, in some sort of like office job and stuff mm -hmm. like that, if they don't have much spare cash, they're not going to invest in like one of me and your advanced yeah. programs. Now they might invest in some sort of like $10 a month. And I think, I don't know who said it, but it was a great analogy. It was like, if you had a hot girlfriend or a hot date, would you bring her to McDonald's because it's good for the wallet or would you bring her to a steakhouse because it's good for yeah. pulling, right? And um, I, I pretty much say that to nearly every single person that's being stubborn on the call, like a, a guy that's, you know, around the same age. And he's like, you know what, that actually makes sense. And I was like, so don't get me wrong, if it's good for the wallet, you can go for a McDonald's coach, but I can't guarantee you're going to pull that girl. You know what I mean? And then they're instantly like, yeah, it makes so much sense. And that's why I think as well, with previous masterminds that have came to me and like quick scalable companies that are saying like, oh, it's only like $100 a month to start. I'm like, can't be that fucking good, right? And I... <laughs> The, the value of everything is in the price yeah. and we, we all know that and it's also if you have something really fucking good you're not going to sell it cheap mm. it's like Alex Ramos he sells like a hundred thousand dollar yearly programs or like mm. or so forty five thousand dollar yearly programs just like someone's salary it's crazy and people pay it because they get the results because it depends on the return on the investment and the yeah. same thing is like the bigger the businesses you deal with the more you can charge because if you're say for example I can work with someone and I cause a 10% uplift in profit. If they only make 100 grand a year profit, that's 10%. If they make 10 million a year, that's fucking a million pound extra a year. So yeah, you obviously yeah. can charge more to bigger clients. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's the beauty of business when, if you're working with, say for example, like a lot of professionals we do on LinkedIn, if we can add a lot of quality to their life, meaning that they can actually work and focus and concentrate and work harder 20% more, they're going to pay us, they'll be happy to pay us more because yeah. we've had so much more impact that actually generates the yeah. more income. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense, for sure. Um, to finish up Troy what would be your advice for anyone who's really hesitant in terms of like actually backing themselves to build a business because the one thing I see a lot of people doing is like they flirt with the idea like they dip the toe in they post your bit of like shitty Canva mm. graphic content mm. like I'm not talking about all in quit your job don't do that um, like what would your advice to be to those people I think it's just it's as simple as just saying taking action it's like there's no better time than now in terms of what, whether you're thinking about like investing in like a mastermind or if you're thinking about just posting that one piece of content or actually buckling down and hiring a videographer, there is genuinely no better time than now because your tomorrow self is just going to hate you that you didn't do it yesterday. And it's just going to, as you said, like in a, on a to-do list, if you just keep adding things to the to-do list, they're eventually just not going to get done. So I think whatever is the task at mind, that's like the bottleneck in terms of you moving forward, whether it's content creation, whether it's investing in a mastermind or you, quite frankly, you just haven't a fucking clue what to do it's just best to just take action now regardless how much of a hard decision it puts you in, unless you're quitting a job, of course. But that's the biggest thing that I kind of done is just put my back to the wall and say, now's the time, and I just took action. And you made it happen. Yeah. Um, where should people find anything more about you? They can go over the Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all that, Troy J Fitness. 
I'm also trying to talk trying to his own podcast, but not not yet. Distraction, but at yeah, some point. distraction, uh, distraction. At, at yeah. some point soon, so yeah. we'll, we'll do that for sure. Um, Forgot you guys, if you're looking to build your business, looking for help with a way that we can do that, and you can book in a free call with us, hit link below this podcast, and you can book in a free call to discuss where you are now, what's holding you back, and how we can help you. If you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, share this with a friend who takes some value, and we'll see you next episode soon.